we turn now to Luke's Gospel, in the 22nd chapter, beginning with the 7th verse. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it. When the hour came, he took his place at the table, and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we gather here this evening on this journey with you. May your spirit dwell within us. Abide with us this night. Amen. I am usually terrible at sermon titles. They might come to me five minutes after I've finished a sermon. But for some reason, as I was preparing for this one, the phrase and the concept of journeys kept coming back to me. It's just been such a strong part of how I have experienced this particular season. Uh, And journeys is usually kind of a fun word. Um, It is certainly a season of journeys for for many of our families. We've just come off of spring break. You might have had a few trips and journeys. And I know many of us are looking ahead to summer, which despite what the weather would tell us outside, is just a, a short hop away. And those are so exciting and fun to plan, especially when we are surrounded with family and friends who have been on those trips and those journeys before. Because they're so excited to tell you about the places they have been and all the things you got to go do and see when you go there and where you got to stay. Oh, and oh, when you go, you have to go here and eat. It is amazing. Let me tell you all about the last time I have been. And they can't wait to tell you and share because their life is different. They, they carry a bit of that journey in their heart with them. My own family, um, we're looking ahead to summer. We're planning a little bit, maybe going to Maine this summer. I have never been to Maine. Baltimore is about as far as I've made it, and that was only for a few hours for a baseball game. But fortunately, Diane Mood still volunteers in the church office every Wednesday morning. 
And I mentioned to her that we were thinking about going. And Diane goes with Robert and good friends every summer for two weeks, for as long as far back as I know. And before I knew it, I had six hand-page written notes about all the things that we should do and all the places we could, and another half a dozen with lighthouses that we need to go see and their history, and, and three travel books that they didn't need back because they have so many, because they have such love for this place and the journey that they have been on. And if any of you ever want to go to Yellowstone, I would be happy to do the same for you. Um, because those journeys, oh, they bring us such joy. But, you know, even as many times as I have been to a place like Yellowstone and as many times as the moods have been to Maine, every time I go, it is different. Every time I go, it is different. It doesn't matter if you go two, three, twelve times. Um, the very first time I remember going was in 1984. And I was a kid, and I went with my family, and we went back in the summer of 88, and both of those trips were before the Great Fires of 88 that burned a third of the park. And that landscape that I do remember from a kid um, will never be the same in my lifetime. And every time since then, it is different. I might go see something new that was been on the list and I've never seen before. Um, it's different now because I'm not a kid going with my mom and my dad and my brother. I'm the mom. And I'm going with my husband and my children that is certainly a different experience than going as a kid. And when we go on those journeys, they are different. Every time we go, uh, we're older. We bring different people with us. The company is different. We are mindful of those who went with us before, who maybe are not present this time around. Our physical abilities change what we are actually able to do on those trips. Every journey is different and so, so precious. And this is a season for journeys. We gathered right here in this room just a few short weeks ago and began the journey of Lent on Ash Wednesday. And on that night, along with the scriptures that were read and the hymns that were sung and the prayers that were offered, we gathered and we received ashes and the mark of a cross. And the words were spoken, remember who you are and remember whose you are. And for me, those two moments have defined this Lenten journey. We have been on many Lenten journeys before, but we are not who we were last time we came. We are surrounded by different people. We are in a different season of life. We experience the same words in a different way, and so we enter this journey faithfully again each year. We came on Ash Wednesday and received those ashes. And for me this year, those were not just ashes of 
palm branches from last year's Palm Sunday. They were ashes of repentance. They were ashes of all that is humble, of all that yearns for the spirit and breath of God to dwell in them, to give them life. They are ashes of what is broken and fallen apart and seeks for wholeness and new life and the promise of resurrection. Our Lenten journey began with all of that and so much more woven into the fabric of the journey. And so here we are, beginning the end of the journey with Monday Thursday, with an invitation to complete that journey faithfully, an invitation that you have accepted and you have come. Because as we read the story, we hear Christ at the table imploring, I have eagerly desired to eat this with you. I have eagerly desired it because this isn't going to happen again in the same way. This journey is going to be different the next time you and I are here together at the table. I have eagerly desired to eat this with you. Share the bread. Share the cup. Do this with me. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus is inviting us to the table on this journey saying, you have to come. You have to come and eat. Because when you go there, it's going to be amazing. When you go there, your life is going to be different after. And when you are finished with this journey and you get back, are you going to go and share? Guess where I have been. You need to come. You need to come and eat at this table. Because it's like no other journey that I have been on before. Let me tell you what happened to me last time I took this journey. And I came and I ate. And Jesus implores us to be on this journey. It is like no other journey we have ever been on before. Let us come. Let us eat with our Lord, with one another. Amen.